Josh, first in the house tonight, right behind him, Bruno Coppola from Laconia, New Hampshire. Mike Draco, hitting that smokeout rally.com pack. Thanks a lot, Mike. Hey, everybody, this is Chris with CycleSource Magazine, getting ready to launch another episode, 203 of Shop Talk. We're going live in just four minutes. Tons of stuff to talk about tonight. Sturgis is coming at us like a runaway train or a bullet from a gun. There's probably a better way to talk about that. So fired up for everything going on at Sturgis. We're going to be talking to the guys from Full Throttle Saloon, Steve Boyles with the Old School Chopper Show, and uh, news. The news everyone's talking about is Magnuson Moss. So stick around, grab a cold drink, kick back, relax, get ready for Shop Talk going live in just three and a half. Let me say some what's up. Nancy Weems in the house, Greg White. Coming all the way from Texas, Gary Raphael, professional monkey here with us, Nancy Weems, I'm raiding Jared's bar tonight, Tom Banks, now now I don't know what to say, Sons of Speed Racer, Cross Country Chase competitor, 84U and number 21 in the house, thanks for all the prayers for Cousin Timmy, he's doing much better, awesome man, so good to hear, Tony Tello Sr., Medford Mass in the house, Tyler Ash, can I have your autograph? Mark, he's, he must be talking to you. Is he hitting on you? <laughs> it's getting weird here. It's getting weird here. I'm on my way, Nancy. Professional Monkey's coming over to help out with the bar situation. Hey, lots of great show tonight. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's Sunday. We're winding down. We're getting ready for the work week, but the motorcycles were out today. We were on a nice ride. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Two and a half minutes we're going live with this one. Make sure you hit the like and share button so your friends and neighbors know when we go live with Shop Talk. Stick around. Robert Brian Jackson. Hello from Ringgold, Georgia. Good to see you here, man. Yes, can I have your autograph? Hey, man, like, you do you, boo. Whatever you need. <laughs> you know, August should be here before long. We'll all be in Sturgis, South Dakota. Jeff Spalding's reminding us. I can't wait to be in Sturgis again. Not that far for us. It's nice to go to church again and see everybody. Man, that's it too, right? Like, honestly, the giant family reunion that South Dakota holds for all of us dirty de- degenerate biker bastards <laughs> once a year thank god it's only once a year there'd be stains on the street Joe, Joe Orsini's in the house Troy Phillips Adam Thompson I hung with JJ Dupree after a gig of theirs in Lynchburg Virginia it was a big radio two day event called Livestock right on Sean LeBeau going to do the Still Pony Campground Chopper Show again? Absolutely. You know what he's talking about? No. No? Not no. Explain it to me. So we have a show out there. It's a nighttime chopper show where everybody dresses up in a disco bar. <laughs> it's the pimps and hoes. Pimps and hoes, baby. Pimps and hoes. Uh, some, you know, that was almost on a bet. Like, someone dared us to do a pimp and hoe party. They were like, in today's political climate, you couldn't do stuff like that. We were like, bullshit. Watch this, Jerry. That's the Black Hills, baby. <laughs> all right, we're down to 34 seconds, man. I want to thank all you guys for tuning in tonight. 
Let's stop our bullshit and get this one out of the station, up onto the tracks. Let's go live with Shop Talk. Here we go. and chopper jockeys all across the land it's just after 9 p.m 901 we're getting so good at this and we're going live with shop talk thanks to the good folks over at dennis kirk we're in their studio 50 floors below the street level here at the cycle source magazine world headquarters i'm chris callen with cycle source magazine i'm going to be your host for the next 90 to 120 minutes all the bullshit we can fit from the two-wheel world Joined by the crew. Two-wheel world. Everybody, see how I said that? I said that good. That was like all one word, right? Two-wheel world. Two-wheel world. (laughs) Listen, after the the weekend that we've all had, we're lucky the three of us are even sitting here. (laughs) It's been a a rough one. It was a throwing your hair down kind of thing. Oh, man. What a good time, though. Yeah, it was fun. Seeing some people we haven't seen in a long time. Absolutely. Motorcycles running. We have to send a huge, huge thank you out to to the guys from the Pennsylvania and Ohio Hamsters. Um, We were lucky enough to hang out with them this weekend to celebrate the birthday of Ed Kerr, one of the founding members that's from Pennsylvania. And, um, man, like everybody came in came into the area you know we were a nice central meet point for everybody and we got to hang out like mark said you know big brian and ricky big ricky big brian from, brought me a hamburger right and um spent the whole day the first day took a nice ride today mark was nice enough to drive the run truck for us to rescue our sorry asses if anything went on but you, you know how hard it is to chase a bunch of motorcycles and a big long quad cab diesel stay right on there and then you did pretty good yeah, and, and then did. they didn't like worry about the little skinny dirt roads with a trailer yeah but that that's our Wait guy till right they get there. that bill 79 years old and we all wish him the, the happiest of birthday and it, man it was it was just a real blast so yeah. thanks to everybody that came out for that and if we look a little bit haggard it's because it turns out when you don't do anything to your house for like six years and you have to get ready for, for actual people to see your shit, it's, uh, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of work. It was worth it, though. <laughs> Poor Heather. I, she's so quiet. <laughs> well, you guys haven't shut up long enough for me to even say hello. Oh, no, no. Don't like, even go seriously, there. Seriously, I didn't you, even get a hello. You usually dive right in with your head. No, because you were all just like, blip, 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 blip. You are not talking like you're tired at all, because you're all like, blip, 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 blip. That's all I can do it's to gonna keep away. It's going to be a long show, people, I'm telling you right now, because <laughs> I don't know about them, but I'm kind of delirious, so if at any point my head is down on my desk... It is what it is. I'm just saying. Just saying. Oh, my God. No, it was a great time. Hi, Professional Monkey. How are you? <laughs> you know when you do that, you sound like Miss Sally, right? Oh, sweet you, you, Miss Sally. Oh, here we go again. Sometimes I forget that you are that much younger than me. Miss Sally hosted Romper Room for, like, ever <laughs> when we were kids. What's wrong with you? 
my brain is broken. Remember I remember when know. she had the mirror and she would be like, I see Bobby and Susie. And like, I know what she used that mirror for and why she <laughs> saw Bobby and Susie. So, uh, so listen, man, lots of stuff to get through. Like we said, Sturgis is coming like a runaway train, which is awesome. I can't wait for Sturgis. I'm so excited. So. so much good stuff to uh, to do and see out there, but there's there's a few staples that like you absolutely don't want to miss when you go to Sturgis. You know, we we try to cover as much of them as we can. We do lives. We you know we help out with the uh, with the promotion of the of some of these shows and stuff. But there's there's a few shows you absolutely don't want to miss. One of those is the old school chopper show that goes on at the Full Throttle Saloon tonight. We are lucky enough to have Jesse James Dupree. Michael Ballard and Steve Broyles in the house to talk about that show and everything that's going on out of Full Throttle. You know, I think this year we're going to have to change it up just a little bit. Okay. Because every year... Here we go. I'm just saying. I'm a little scared right now. You always get to go to the old school chopper show at Full Throttle while I do Vintage Day. That's because it's a chopper show. (laughs) So, yeah, but you're older than me, so you should do this today. I'm cooler than you, so I should go to chopper show. I'm just saying. So, let me make sure I get this right for our vintage vintage listeners, our vintage motorcycle aficionados that are tuning in. The chopper show, you're saying, is where the cool guys are going. No, I love vintage day. (laughs) I I just want to experience something different because, honestly, I have not had. The pleasure of going to the old school chopper show in Dude, it's since a blast. we took let me tell you since we took Killer in 2015. Wow, yeah. So let me, I think it's my turn. Let me tell I'm you, just if, saying. I, if I end up there and work works out correctly, I will be at the old school chopper show, yeah. hands down, no questions asked. It's a blast, man. Mark, yeah. you can do Vintage Day and Chris and I. I will. You, I won't do real well and there. That you know property, me better than that. I mean, the property's yeah. off the hook. Like it's it's a it's a great setting. It's always a good time. Yeah, those guys go out of their way. I mean, Michael and Jesse go out of their way to make your experience when you go to Sturgis every freaking thing it possibly can yeah. be. Like, these guys, if you see them, go out of your way to thank them because uh, they kill themselves. And Poppy, history in motorcycling, hands down. I mean, just to, just to be with him and uh, so we were just saying that, that, that man has the stamina of oh a 40 year old. I don't know how he does it. I have no clue how he does it. <laughs> I, want, I need a blood transfusion or something from him. So Heather, we got a um, we have a new partner on the show tonight. Yes, that you we wanted to do. Announce. We do. I want to welcome the Chopper Show community to Shop Talk. Um, actually, I want to thank them for welcoming uh, welcoming us to to their community. I know it's a quickly growing community um, that's grown worldwide very very quickly. I think they started maybe a few years ago, and they're up to eighty thousand members. Um, and we're just really happy to be able to be a part of that. So I hope you guys like what we do. We love seeing what you guys are doing on the page. So um, I think it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Or let me rephrase that. I hope it's going to be a win-win for everybody. All right, man. So listen, let's get this one rolling. We're going to go to the the interview right now and uh, see what's happening this year at the Full Throttle Saloon. Just Hanging Out in the Shop is brought to you by Spectro Oils. Made in the USA since 1966, the best oil on planet Earth. What's up, fellas? What's hey, up? how you doing? Everybody. I got, I got to say one thing before we go any further. Okay. okay, There's only one person here that I know, actually two people here that work harder than I do in my lifetime. 
and that's Michael Ballard and Jesse James Dupree. I'm telling yeah. you what, those yeah, two buddy. guys right there can outwork anybody I've ever seen. And I don't know where Jesse gets all of that energy. Oh, dude, you're not kidding. For the for the, the times that I see him, I missed him in Detroit. I was out of town, but you were only about ten miles from me. Huh? You're, su- you're such a flirt. <laughs> I, thank you very much. <laughs> and, and out of the and out of the three of us, you're still the best looking one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good thank you guys. And Heather, Heather, yes, I, 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 I got to say, you're hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit with those two sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Now, down south, we say you're hanging in there like a. She's hanging in like a hair in a biscuit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, rec- I recognize that, Heather, and I salute you. Well, thank you, sir. I certainly do appreciate that. You, you uh... come hang. You come hang out with us and listen. Don't ask them what you're doing. You tell them what you're doing. Oh, trust me. That's usually what happens. You trust them over there, and you come hang out with us. Because I mean, I'm gonna be like Jesse said. I need to go do this. So bye. (laughs) (laughs) You know, don't you tell tell her. (laughs) Jesse said, "Or always start in the pot." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, it's not it's not hard to hear either. It's not hard to get her wound up. Oh no. So, and let me tell you, she does a lot of telling. So there's like I beg your pardon. Bless your heart, Mark. Well, she's we're, really good at telling. She's we're, a we're just she's not a delegator. Good at listening. Yeah, right. Heather just whipped out another southern saying. Bless yeah. his heart. <laughs> you just gotta add bless his little heart. Yeah. That's what you Bless your little That's heart. Bless his little heart. <laughs> Yeah, don't let her play the victim at all with anyone. Yeah. Hey, I, I always wanted to get, make a T-shirt, and I, Michael and I have joked about this in the past. Want to make a T-shirt that says, "She's crazy, he's an asshole, and water's wet." <laughs> uh, all true statements. <laughs> So this is this is what's amazing. Like what was Steve was saying about the the fact you guys work so hard. You're always going at you know like Sturgis. Sturgis seems like there's there's never 365 days until Sturgis. Yeah, it's always in that minus countdown. You know, and the fact that you're running a how many acre daycare center at this point? You know, six hundred. Six hundred. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how you process that. It's I really passion. Don't. It's passion for what you do. Yeah. It, it is. It's obvious. I mean, if, like I said, when you go there and you see what they set up, and dude, it's so cool. Just to feel the vibe when you when you pull in the parking lot. You don't even have to go in the building. You just pull in the parking lot. You can feel it. It's getting revved up, and that's people what, are excited. And, and that's and, what I love too is like getting there every year and seeing the new stuff that you guys have added. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like from all the all the. Um, you know, metal sculpting and the statues out front, and that you, the the pieces that it keeps growing. That property continues to evolve. It's yeah, so. I don't, awesome. I don't know who we told a couple of years ago. Don't show up there drunk. Get drunk there because if you show up drunk, you'll miss so much stuff. Check it out first. You know. I I got I got to point out though, guys. That it's it's amazing because there's still you know there's still a lot of people that you know that especially you know there are a lot of the folks that that used to watch uh, the full throttle reality TV show that, that, um, you know, that they lost touch when the show went off the air. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, that the bar is not only built back, but it's, you know, that it's built back bigger in life and twice as ugly. And, and everything that you guys just, 
acknowledged. You know, I mean, I wish, I wish that everyone, and I appreciate the kind words that you said uh, about both of us, but I, I got to say, I mean, I wish that everyone out there, even the people that come to Sturgis, I wish you just stop for a minute and think about the devastating blow that, that Michael went, you know, experienced when you know his 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 brainchild of the original full throttle burnt down to the ground and uh and it was 10 million dollars worth of ashes and a lot of hurt feelings because yeah. there was no insurance on that place and uh you know a lot of people don't realize that either and there was no running water on the full throttle saloon property of the original full throttle uh, you know michael had to tank all that water in by by tanker truck every year of course we didn't have five six thousand people staying there either you know uh, it, like we do now in the new property which we do have we do have have water onto the property after a substantial <laughs> investment but um but you know uh, the fact that that place burnt down and it was such a moment in time and i'll tell you right now the, the, the original full throttle was such a special uh place to me and as it was to so many people and even to the extent that if I could have it back today, I'd, I'd give anything to have it back today. And and but to Michael's credit, you know, um, Mike, uh, he sucked it up and he doubled down. Uh, we went out and, and found that 600 acres that, that were sitting out there ready to be, you know, turned into the damnedest beyond Thunderdome for people who love beautiful motorcycles, beautiful women in a cold belly washer, which happens to be full throttle saloon shine and Jesse James bourbon. And uh, if, it, if you haven't, if you haven't been out there and looked at it, just stop for a minute and realize what came up out of the, out of the dirt. I mean, I watched Michael bring that place up out of the ground in 90 days. And it was just, it was, it was, it was an amazing. And it was a, it's a shame that no one will ever know what occurred within about 90 days of taking over that property. To start bringing that out of the ground, and you're you're right, Chris. I mean, it it hasn't let up every single year. Uh, it, you know, just like the old throttle, every year there's new attractions and stuff. But on 600 acres instead of 35 acres in the past, there's now 600. So the stakes are higher, the builds are bigger, and uh, the party's louder and stronger. And uh, it, you got to come and check it out. Well, and that the fact that Michael was able to accomplish that in that time period is absolutely and along with your help jesse because we know that you guys are a team but it is a true testament to the passion and the drive to see a vision come to fruition that gets that done and you know it's that not quit attitude that i think everybody feels when they get there because they do know it is passion driven yeah. Well, well Mike, Michael gets it built out, and then I run around with my big mouth screaming, "Come look at this! Y'all come look at this!" I'm all over. The- I'm, on, I'm on stage. I'm on stage and radio and everywhere else screaming, "Y'all got to come see this! It's unbelievable!" So, uh, you, know, you know what though? And I mean, listen, that's and, uh, and, and uh, I'm very proud of very proud of what what we've uh, got going on out there, and we do have. You know, the great thing about it is, you know, you can party and used to there was a closing time. But now there's not a closing time. The bar may have to shut down for a few hours to, to, to clean up and get ready for the next morning because the, the mornings are strong and hard. But the party moves right out into the campground, and it's yeah. just uh, it's just an incredible facility. 600 acres. We have a you know we have the Olympic size swimming pool. We just refurbed that last year. It's beautiful. Uh, we got it got action going on throughout the entire week up at the pool. There's a pool party every single day. It's open to the public. It's open to the rally so you don't have to be staying on our property to come and enjoy 
the swimming pool. We have an all-you-can-eat breakfast in buffet. I'm going to tell you right now, we have the best breakfast in all of Sturgis. And you can think, well, yeah, big deal. I'm telling you right now, when you're out there and you hit night number two and night number three of partying, that breakfast is the yeah. most important thing that happens. You damn We've right. got the best breakfast Plans. in all of Sturgis there at the Papiola Campground. You go in, we got a convenience mm-hmm. store. We got beer to go. We got all your snacks, your bread, your deli mix, all that stuff. We got everything going on. We have the firing range. You can shoot 50 caliber guns and Uzi machine guns. We bring in cars and vans for you to blow up. We got parachuting off the backside of the property. You can go. We got a, we've got our own damn runway now. Can you believe that? I <laughs> no. Just, <laughs> you sound a little excited about this. Yes, because we are, I got an argument with somebody. So we got a damn, we got an airport back behind the, the property now. And somebody's going, well, it's not a real airport. Well, I just found out there's a damn piece of paper that we got that puts us on the national registers of runways out there. Nice. So everybody can kiss my ass. We got a. <laughs> I want to ride in the jet. Yeah, right. I want to go parachute. Like you literally can parachute there now? You can ask. You go out there and get the airplane. You can go up there and you parachute down, stumble back in the bar, have a dang drink. <laughs> oh, again. that's a bucket list for me. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Well, we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, though, man, and I mean, like, you know, not to take anything away from your your persona, because whether you're whether you're on stage, you know, performing with the band or you know making announcements or the stuff that you're doing in promotion of the of the property. It's it's way more than anything physical out there. As cool as the statues are, as cool as the property is, as cool as all the attractions. We found out when we did our our Sturgis eighty year documentary, oh, most like sit, sitting down with you, like the, the it's an honest place where that comes yeah. from. You love this shit, and you'll never beat somebody. You never beat somebody that loves what they're doing, you know, because you're all that stuff that you're adding to that. You add to it because that passion, that passion drives yeah. you to do it. Because it's hey, what would what would be cool for for me and my buddies to do? That's you know, that's where it always comes and, from. And first. I do I do have a question to this because Michael, I know you you kill yourself you do so much and you've made all this tuition or you know come to life with the original the fire you made it happen again jesse how do you separate your passion from i mean obviously i'm sitting here looking at this and uh, the probably real close piece to your heart is that guitar you're leaning on like through this whole thing how do you how do you separate the the two i mean it seems like you have so much energy going in so many different directions. It obviously comes out in your music. It definitely is in the passion of of the full throttle itself. So where do you find the well, energy? Well, that's the, that's the same place where Michael and I came together when we first met 20, a couple, over a couple of decades. Or 20, was it 23, 23 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, was you know uh, I I grew up driving nails and pouring concrete, and Michael's dad owned the largest tile company in all of Eastern Tennessee, and Michael was on his knees grouting tile, and you know, and uh, at a young age when he was a teenager, and uh, and you know my first year summer break when I was in between a sophomore and a and a, 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 a junior, you know, the, the, I thought I was going to have a, a summer vacation and the door opened up to the basement where my bedroom was built temporarily downstairs in the basement. And my dad said, get up, boy, you got a job. So I went, I went and toted lumber and drove. So Michael and I both, we, we, in all honesty, we both wake up every single day having anxiety that it's all been a dream yeah, and that yeah. he's got to go, he's got to grout tile and I got to go pour concrete or drive nails. And, and, and both of us, when we when we realized that it hadn't been a dream, 
and that we've been two of the luckiest sons of bitches in the world to find things that we love to do, whether it's music or, or, or building motorcycles like Michael has got a passion for or building the, you know, the full throttle out or, or just, just hugging the necks of everybody that shares the, the same passions that we do. You know, I mean, we both, you know, we both grew up on dirt bikes and looked at Harley Davidson's and thought one day we'll own one, you know, and, and it meant something to both of, both of us. I mean, I've said before, you know, the day that I bought my first Harley Davidson was the day I felt like I became my own man. Yeah. I remember and, that. I remember that from and, our and, interview. Yeah, and if somebody don't understand that, then you're missing out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're, I, you're missing. And I do understand. Um, I, I had, you know, not even remotely close to what Mike went through. At our little body shop, I worked my ass off to get, and it burned to the ground. And I swore when I was, my father owned a construction company, and I swore when I was about 20, I'd never touch a nail or a piece of wood or a piece of tile ever again. T tomorrow I'm going to grout a kitchen and put some <laughs> towel in a bathroom. So I, I know, I mean, I went from that. Luckily, I learned all that when I was a kid, and I now I own a, a construction company, and that's what I do for a living. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, I know your pain, and it's obvious. It comes out of you that you, you two have pushed so hard. And, and the, I think the greatest part about it is you haven't done it for yourself sometimes, I feel, as much as you've done it for those people that work their asses off to come spend yeah. two, three, five days walking through the doors of your bar. So you know, to give you cre that credit to giving these people a lifelong dream is awesome, man. It truly one, is. One of the most touching parts of the interview with you, Jesse, when we were doing that was you talking, you, you were conveying the stories about people that come up to you and... You know, either asking for permission to to spread ashes of somebody that they lost, or telling the story about, you know, the the fact that they've done that and that this that that property's the hallowed ground that they that they have finally you yeah, know made put it. to rest someone that they loved that that was their that was their final final request in life. You know, Sturges is Sturges. It's not just taking a vacation or making a trip out to the Black Hills, which it is. But it's if you really want to be honest with it about and this, I can say this on this show because shop talk really appeals and, and, and the people that are dialing into your show are the true diehards. They're the people that will know I can. It's hard for me to say this on other interviews because you have the people you lose them. Yeah. But I can say this honestly, going to Sturges, you're making a, pilg a pilgrimage. Amen. It's like it's, it's like going back to the Holy Land. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's. It, it weeds out the lightweights. I mean, you're 1,700 miles from anywhere to get there, but yet it's worth every yeah. single mile. It's yeah. worth every single inch to get there. You experience a sense of freedom in a, in, in, in a way that, that, that you really can't understand what I'm saying unless you've been there and you stood on you know, stood on those plains and looked out across, you know, the prairie or you go to, you know, you got Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse, Deadwood, Devil's Tower, the Badlands and the Full Throttle Saloon, which is, the, you know, one of the seven wonders of the world, you know, <laughs> all of that, all of that setting right there. Yeah, and you're in the middle of all of it. And if you can't swell up with pride and if you can't, if you can't stop and, and really put things in perspective with what's going on with these assholes in Washington, D.C., and I say that. With both parties, I don't give a damn. Right. Neither one of those parties really, really are as focused as they should be. If they would, if they, if they would come out there and stand on this prairie and think about the fiber of the man that loaded his family up in a covered wagon yeah. and went out, set out there to make his fortune and settle yep. that 
part of the United States and then and then beyond on into California. So, but I mean, it's just that it, it, if you go look at Crazy Horse and you go look at what it took for him to, you know, to take it and blow up that mountain, you know, Mount Rushmore is great. Yeah. But I mean, you can put crazy, you can put Mount Rushmore in Crazy Horse's ear, but you go yeah. look at the fiber, the fiber in the men that settled that part of the country and the fiber of the men that settled up in Deadwood. And, you know, Michael and I have the, have the Deadwood Distilling Company and the Bloody Nose Saloon up there in Deadwood and, you know, just a couple of doors down from Saloon Number 10. And just to be part of that that town's history, just the fact that, you know, that, that we've, we've got real estate right there where those legends that, that carved yeah. out the gold rush. Yeah. I mean, it, it, trust none of it goes past us lightly. None of it. Well, and I'll tell you what, man. You talk about the uh, the the in, the endurance and the in, intestinal fortitude of people that – that went through that area and even when even when you're talking about crazy horse my my favorite thing is going into the going into watch a film and hearing the story again and again about the guy the guy that did that and specifically was doing it by himself and talks about how he would go up that stairway to get to the top of that thing every day and sometimes he'd be up and down that ladder the whole way to the top four or five times because well, the, the, the compressor the, would cut out yeah, the Native Americans bought him an air compressor so he could get it fired up. And, and it took him over a year and a half to build the steps up the side of that mountain before he could even start blowing things up. And yeah, right. he finally got the air compressor and it would help him drill down in to be able to stick the sticks of dynamite so he could be more productive. And he'd get halfway up that mountain and it would go kaput, down that mountain, I would go and start, you know, just, uh, you know, when he started, he was a young debonair guy with a little Yeah, yeah right. He had won the world's fair, you know, and uh, and, and he slicked back there and he was just a, a cat about town and uh, and he was a, a Polish immigrant and uh, and he goes out there and he dies and he, before he dies, you know, he's a big burly mountain man and he, he married a woman from, from, I guess, South Dakota and he fathered 10 kids and eight of the 10 kids are still working on it. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have had 10 kids too. With all them, all the rungs on that damn ladder. <laughs> Somebody start that compressor. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, you can feel that, you know, w- when you go and see Crazy Horse. Like you said, the epic size of it, man. You can just, and I think anywhere out there, and again, that speaks right for, for you two. I mean, you know, which is a great mix because like you'd said before, you're outspoken. You're blam in everybody's face. And during this whole thing, I can see Michael thinking, God, I got to do this, or it's time for this to get done. I got something else to do. Like, it's it's such a great team, and it also brings you guys hold that passion. You bring that. You keep it going. Like, you're still doing it. You know, 2022, you guys are still doing the same passion that guy did when he started Crazy Horse. So yeah. give yourselves a round of applause, I guess, in all reality, for keeping that going, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Who would have ever thought a damn motorcycle was started all this shit? Right, right. <laughs> Michael, I have a but question. It did. it did for both of us. You know, we both grew up riding bikes since we were kids. And, and uh, But Sergis is, to Jesse's point, he, he, he said it the other day just in passing and conversation to me that, you know, Sturgis is one of the last Americana-style events yep. that's even yeah. the country. Oh, yeah. That people check their damn politics at the door. And they can come to this event and share in this event, and and everybody just loves everybody. I mean, it's it's awesome it, going to Crazy Horse and standing there looking at people's faces, and and not even talking to them or knowing them people, but watching the feeling that comes over them, the right. same feeling you have, 
you know that they're having that same exact feeling you're having when you're looking at Devil's Tower or, or Mount Rushmore or any of the iconic places and the history that this place holds. It is, you know, it's just a. It, but Sturgis, as far as the rally goes, man, what an event! I mean, honestly, it to me, I've been to. I've been to so many different rallies around the country, and I've been to so many different places and other events, not even motorcycle-driven, and they just, for some reason, this this state, this rally, is the core of all events that I've ever been to. That none of them have ever been able to top this rally, for me, personally. I've just, Sturgis has always been, from day one, that it just, as soon as you hit town here. Oh, yeah. You, Forget it. As soon as you start coming into the state of South Dakota, you feel like you're at home. Your blood starts yeah. pumping, right? It does, yeah. yeah. I think the greatest thing about Sturgis Rally is it can be whatever you want right. it to be. Nope. If you want it to be a party every day, all day, it can be a party every day, all day. If you want it to be riding, if you want it to be spiritual and go yeah. up to Bear Butte, it it can truly be whatever you choose for it to be. And I don't think there's any other rally in the country nope. that has the ability to do that for no, people. The other ones if you want to go scheduled. to a bike show every day, if you want to go to some a different kind of racing every day, it's there. Absolutely. And, you know, it's become between what, you know, we do at the throttle, what Woody does over at the chip, what they do, the guys do down at the Iron Horse to – all of the other smaller bars and and uh, across the whole brother of Deadwood, Hill City. I mean, the cool thing with this place is it's just not Sturgis only, right? right. So, so every within a hundred mile radius, every one of these little towns are closing their main streets down for bikes only, and they got vendors popped up. And so everywhere you go, you're you're experiencing motorcycles, and and for that ten days. Unlike going to Daytona, for instance, it, the motorcycles way outpopulate all the automobiles yeah. in this place. You know, so you feel like you're at a real true motorcycle event, and mm. and every compass as you start, as soon as you hit the state, well, go into the pilots, and you're starting to see Sturgis stuff, yeah. and you're starting to see, you'll start getting a feeling for it. But the, the cool thing is is the is the friendships, the relationships. The, the camaraderie between friends the just that's been built here like like people staying next to each other and camping becoming friends hell they start living together for 10 days oh, yeah. and then then all of a sudden they call back wanting reservations I gotta be by Bob over there me and him man we hit it off last <laughs> we talk all the time now and and so it, it becomes an event that, that, that it's like a whole family coming together one time a year for a family reunion yeah I said uh, uh, like it this will be if I, you know, pandemic, then, you know, family illness. If if I don't make it work wise, this will be three years. This is the first three years in 20 some years that I haven't been there. And I'm you just said it, Michael. I miss my family. I miss the people that I enjoy spending those 10 or five, whatever. Day. If I can make it for two days, whatever it is, it's like going home. A lot of times Sturgis is probably one of my favorite places in the United States. But I miss those. You said it perfectly. You miss those people. You miss that atmosphere. You know, and if you've yeah. never been there, you got to go look at it. You got to go feel it. It's definitely a you, feeling. You guys would be amazed about how many people that I run into right here in Sturgis or Deadwood around this area. And I get to talking to them and I say, hey, where are you from? Well, I was I was from so-and-so, but I came to the rally. I fell in love with this place. And yeah. I never, they never left. Yep. They just stayed. 
they went and got a job after the rally. They found a place to live, and they just stayed here. So mm -hmm. it's amazing, you know, how many people are running like that. But it, it's the event. It's everything encompassed. It's the event, the people. But you know, hell, we can your your buddies and and people within this industry. Hell, we can be in a damn dive bar off the worst interstate there is. But if we're all together, yeah, we're that's all right. right. Family feeling and. And you, and you know, you still have it. So this this whole culture is just it's phenomenal, and and it's I I I, I thank my mom every day and my dad for buying me that little Honda Fifty back when I didn't. <laughs> but so because that's what started all of this for me, and it created such a large family. And I've I've been super blessed to be able to to have a dream and build a full throttle before the throttle was ever built. I had the name of the bar for for about three years before I ever even bought the property or started. It was a dream to own a biker bar, and I didn't know where I wanted to do it until I came to Sturgis. And the first time I came to Sturgis, I said, "This is the town." Yeah. And so, so I've, I've been blessed by so many different ways. Even though I've had my tragedies and we 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 made it through the fire and lucky enough to get fight our way through that, it's still a blessing. At the end of the day, we're working hard and rebuilding, but. I wouldn't take nothing in the world for where we are today. I mean, it, it, it's just I'm, I'm truly blessed to be here. I think that's I think that's kind of a South Dakota rite of passage, though, especially especially on that side of South Dakota. You know, almost every almost every business, everybody that's ever been there has a story of tragedy. Some you know something horrific they had to endure. They're like the whole town of Deadwood burning down. You know, like. It's 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 wrought with that, and that, those were those were the wages of like taking a chance of having having something different yeah. in your life. You know, we we talked about in eighty years in the day too that, you know, the fact that people that ended up there were looking for something go ahead, different. Go ahead, you can say it. The you enduring pioneer spirit. There, I was waiting for it. You got to do, do this. You got to do this. The no. enduring pioneer spirit. But you know, there was so much amazing things that were born out of tragedy and yeah. trials and tribulations and and just the people it's it's a different breed of people out there i hate to say it but i mean that's yeah. the only way i can put it in plain english it's in incredible yeah i mean look at the friendships i mean that's like me and steve for instance how many years steve we've been in this now since oh, this what? this is our 16th year doing the show but me and you've known each other for yeah about 25 years now i think yeah we met we met long before you even had full throttle yeah back in building bikes days of doing yep. easy bike shows across the country with john green and all that bunch yep. and just you know so i you know i i've got to be years ago and and indian larry and all them guys before the throttle ever existed you know, I was building bikes and in the shows, and we were having, you know, just a passion of being into motorcycles. But 16 years now, we, you know, we've been doing a bike show together. You know, and here we, are, here we are. You know, what five weeks away from another one? Yep. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We're sitting. We're sitting good. We're sitting yeah. really good. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what? We we took a chance two years ago when I don't think anybody else was out there, and I wanted to just make a mention of that. And you had a vision and you called me and you said, hey, what do you think? And I said, you know what? I, I said, what does everybody think? You think we should do this? Remember, everybody was was backing yeah. out of it. Everybody. They yeah. had trailers parking on the main street. See you next year. Yeah. Do this, do that. And, you know, we said, hey, the hell with that. We're coming. We know people are coming because the passion never leaves. OK, yeah. they're coming home. That's what I call Sturgis. home. Yeah. You know, and when I get there, uh, just 
the camaraderie is just not just one person. It's the whole town. Right. You know, and I got, I've got a saying, I want to put it on a t-shirt. Okay. So here it is. Okay. <laughs> Still playing motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and that's what we're doing, boys. We're still playing motorcycles. Yeah. I don't care. It goes right back. It goes all the way back to when you were a kid in the dirt with little toy cars and little toy motorcycles, right. running them around. Right, we were playing. That's what we were doing. We graduated to bicycles, and then we graduated to motorcycles, and we're still playing. I mean, think about it. There, there's nobody else that has a better life than we. Yeah, playing. I could testify. I to testify to that. I could remember one of the worst ass whoopings i ever got from my dad was he bought me a damn huffy bicycle and i took a hacksaw and i cut (laughs) off the damn thing and stuck it on a shitty bicycle i had and i had a chopper going down the road (laughs) (laughs) the whole forks off that damn huffy bicycle and made a chopper out of it so uh, i'm with you on that it never ends you look at you look at you look at you look at jesse 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 you take this to the people yeah. Okay. When you go out and you play your music, and I and I've been in the I've been in the rock and roll world. I know what it takes to do that. It's a grueling, a grueling Amen. time, and I and I commend you. I really do. Because Boys, you go we're, out there we're, all the time and do it. You know, thank over and over again. Jackal celebrating 30, 30 years this year, and the thir- and coincidentally, and just by the luck of the draw, and I swear to God on my kids, this is a true story. Thirty years ago, the first Jackal album was released. August 11, 1992. <laughs> 30 years to the day, August 11, wow. our annual Thursday night show at the Full Throttle Saloon. You could not script it. Yeah, right. So that, that 30th anniversary celebration is going to be a da- the damn a big one. And we're going we're to make sure it's a, a night to count. And we're giving away a brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson Road Glide Special right in the middle of the Jackal show as part of the Rolling Sturges campaign that we're proud to be partnered with the Harley Davidson Motor Company and the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the VFW organization. There's no one out there that supports military and our veterans any more than the VFW does. Those guys are incredible. We're proud to have them based out of the Full Throttle Saloon, Pappy Oil Campground every year. And uh, I've hugged the neck of, of so many of the recipients of the grants that the VFW gives to the the veterans that find themselves in financial hardship from being deployed or injured. And, uh, and, and we've raised over $250,000 wow. in the, uh, just on. shy of two years between all of our Harley Davidson dealerships across the country, between uh, the radio station partners, the shows that we've played, the full throttle saloon and the Pappy Hoyle campground, the annual Pappy Hoyle charity motorcycle ride that we do every year on the Wednesday. This year we're doing the, the, the charity Pappy Hoyle ride, out of the the uh, the full throttle slim Pappy Hoyle campground, we'll meet up at the Pappy Hoyle for breakfast like we normally do, and uh, we always the money goes to some of it goes to the VFW Unmet Needs program, and then Angie she always likes to pick a charity, a local charity, and her Michael that goes back to the community of Sturges and such. So we're, it, it's it's a good cause and it's a good day of riding, and um, and we're gonna be doing and Britt Britt and Richard from uh, Blackberry Smokes gonna be riding with us this year. Oh, they're right playing, good they're guys. playing. Full throttle saloon this year, but uh, Britt and Richard are going to ride with us in the the uh, Pappy Hoyle ride this year on the Wednesday. It's going to be let's make it the biggest ride ever that we've ever had. It's it's a great time. We go up through Spearfish Canyon. We dump out into Deadwood up there. We uh, give everybody a sack lunch just like Pappy and Pappy and Pearl Hoyle yeah. used to serve all of their attendees of the rally when it started eighty two years ago now. 
and we serve them a sack lunch there at the Deadwood Distilling Company and and uh, the Bloody Nose Saloon, and, and and then we just we just celebrate again another year and another trip around the sun for us to be able to do what we do and and enjoy the fraternity out there in Sturgis. <clears throat> yes, sir. Well, listen. So you know, here's the one. I'm sorry. Add, go ahead. I'm going to add this to it. So Jesse didn't hit on it, but I'm going to hit on it. So Thursday night. It's like Jesse said, you couldn't have scripted this. 30 years later to the date that Jackal plays, everybody knows that Thursday night is Biker's Ball at the Full Throttle Saloon. It's been going on for 22 years. This year, we're going to have a free concert. No cover charge Thursday night for the Jackal show. All right, Coming, going to be free show, free concert that night. You don't have to pay. Gonna, doors What's are wide up? open. Throw down and celebrate 30 years of Jackal and 22 years of the Full Throttle Saloon. Right on. That's a good. That sounds like a party. Yeah, yeah. So we we originally are we we asked you guys to come on to talk about the old school show, but I want to real quick. I want to give Jesse a special thanks because you had some other thing going on tonight that that we kind of <laughs> we kind of pull, pulled you away from. <laughs> yeah, we uh, I, uh, we uh, when, when Michael and I when we were doing the Full Throttle Saloon reality TV show on the Turner Network, we worked with a great executive named uh, 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 Jim Pascarella. And uh, Jim, I hadn't spoken to Jim in, in a couple of years, and he reached out recently, and he goes, hey, man, he's, he goes, I'm over at the History Channel now. And I went, oh, so he's producing shows over there. And, and you've probably seen those shows, The Food That Built America and yeah. The Machines That Built America. Love those. Love they, those. they do such a phenomenal job. And uh, he goes, yeah, he said, I've got a show that's right up your alley. And I, and you kind of brace yourself when you hear that. Right. <laughs> you don't know what how people you know, they could associate you with stuff that you don't really uh, yeah it's about building mopeds yeah. or you know what <laughs> you never know what they're going to associate you with but uh he goes yeah because i got a show right up your alley because i'd love for you to be part of it it's it's the, the the booze bets and sex that built america and i said okay i'm in yeah and uh, and it, the timing worked out great because not only did uh did that show come about at the same time and it, as far as the the show being released but it came out the same week that we just released a brand new single called Get All Up In It Now. And uh, the video on YouTube, we were looking at the video uh, yesterday. It's like two, uh, it's almost 280,000 views just in a couple of weeks time. And um, on those, it's, it's called Get All Up In It. And we're going to be thumping it out as we celebrate Jackal's 30th anniversary at the Full Throttle Saloon on August the 11th. Michael just made the news. It's a free show. Michael's going to he's going to bite the bullet and make it a free show for everybody and I'm I'm still going to charge him double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had said earlier that I was uh working in the shop doing a bite table for a, a good friend of ours and I come in and if I if the TV's on 90% of the time that's what it is and I hear this voice. I'm in the kitchen getting something to drink. I'm like, I peek my head around the corner and I'm like, what the hell is he doing on there? Like, like I was pretty impressed. You, you have such a wide variety though. You fit in so many places. And, and, and that's what I'd said before, you know, people may point you at, at, you know, Jackal directly or music, man, you, you go in so many different directions in that 80th Sturgis, Dude, I took a whole nother look at you after Absolutely. that interview with you. Like you go so deep that yep. people really need to look into 
you know, you a little more and full throttle a little more and where it all comes from because it's so interesting to see the passion and the light that you put into this. And, it's and hear that fantastic. story. That, the backstory. Oh, it's great. The, the backstory about about your life and, and how you got to where you, to, you are today is yeah. inspiring. Yes, it is. I have a question. Well, thank, for thank you guys for saying that. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we, again, we don't take any of it for granted. And, and Michael and I, you know, we, we hooked up 22, 23 years ago, however long it's been, and we've never looked back. And, um, and it's, it's, it's rare in life that you, uh, it's rare in life that you just fall back into something that, that you couldn't script any better than it has been. And, and uh, I'm scared to even stop and talk about it any more than we already have because I'm afraid that it'll all disappear. Uh, we, it's, it's one of those kinds of things. And, and I say that with all honesty. And, and when you come out and, and, and it's, it, it is tiresome, I, I, you compare it to, you remember when we were growing up, you'd see the Jerry Lewis telethon. Yeah. And Jerry Lewis, by the end of his, you know, his weekend of raising money for muscular dystrophy, you know, he would be whipped and wore out and exhausted. And then, and then you stop and you look at what it takes to get the full throttle saloon up and, and jam it out for those 10, 12 days that it has to go and, and, and everything that it takes for us to have, you know, every, if you think about it, every single person that's going to Sturgis, no matter where they're staying, no matter where they want to go, you know, in different places, it's one point or another, they're all going to be on the property. Right. And just like we were talking about Crazy Horse, when you stand there and you look at it, Michael was talking about how you're just in awe of, of something like that or Mount Run. people are the same way when they walk in the door of the full throttle it's one of those places that you can't lay too big a shoes out for it to fill right. i can tell people about it all day long and they're still going to walk in the door and go what the <laughs> i mean yeah. it's just like you know and uh and, and michael just like borglum and those other guys he's he's built that and so we uh you know we're ready for for 2022 uh, we welcome everybody to come out there. I look forward to hugging. I think we've hugged everybody's neck that comes through, and we look forward to doing it again. Steve <laughs> comes out there, puts on a great event. I'm always proud when he. I'll be in the middle of, of pushing a portage on over to somebody's cabin or something, and Steve will go, "You got to come and vote on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> come and pick your bike. Come and pick your bike." <laughs> Michael, I have a question for you. Now I know that your passion drives full throttle where do you get your creativity and inspiration from because like the things that you just the whole property everywhere you look there's something yeah. cool to look yeah. at like where does that artistic and creative process come for you from for you well you know to to uh to what jesse was talking about did I, to what jesse was talking about was i grew up in the ceramic tile business so my dad you know going in and selling jobs and learning that and, and watching them, uh, you know, pick out stuff and then being around construction my whole life and houses and things like that. Uh, the building, the construction started at an early age for me and then getting into building motorcycles and trying to come up with creative parts and things to do to build the bikes with that type of thing, you know, back in the, in the mid nineties, just, just kind of, it kind of meshed into the construction world. So the bike building and construction meshed for me. And then when I, when I started building this place, you know, after the old throttle burnt down, I knew I could build the exact same replica of what I had before. But some some bitch would walk through the door and say, this place ain't as good as the other place. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> difference in it. So, <clears throat> so I was in my shop in Tennessee. This, there's one machine in this building that started it all for me. 
I had an old timey drill press, old mill. It's an old mill machine, but it was ran. It's run with a leather belt and a Model A transmission. So somebody had rigged up this old mill machine. I bought it from some old guy, but it had first, second, and third gear. <laughs> and, first. and so <clears throat> I was in my shop one day. I was killing myself to try to figure out what I wanted it, the, the bar to be. And then I was sitting there looking at that machine, and it, I was like, that's it. That's the, that, that old guy that I yeah. bought that machine from that came out of his little bitty garage shop that he had and and – the equipment, the stuff that built this country to get it to where we are today, it started all started running together with the bike building and, and all of my all of our customer base and all of my friends and everybody I know. Heck, they're they're ranching on hot rods and race cars and bikes and you know it just kind of all kind of fit together. But I spent a lot of hours out here at night just trying to come up with what's the right thing, you know to do and put into the into the atmosphere of the place I, i've always been fascinated by scrap yards and junkyards you can turn me loose in a junkyard oh, i'll be lost for a day me too yeah <laughs> so I, i've just always been creative <laughs> want to pull i've always you know growing up we were poor so i had to make chicken salad out of chicken that's what i tell you long enough and, and then finally you get a little bit of cash flow it helps a lot in being able to to create. But I love going into junkyards and scrapyards and finding stuff and get a vision for stuff that's buried under stuff and say, "Hey, I can take that and build this out of yeah. it and then and do it." I, it's just a. It, I'll enjoy, that's the part I enjoy. I enjoy I enjoy the creativity of building a place. And like I said earlier, before we went live, was that you know right now it's crunch time for us. We're five weeks out, and and the hardest part for us is now the rally. The rally is easy. It's getting ready for the damn thing for us. Right. Is where and you know, we're we're busting twenty hours a day, sixteen, eighteen hours a day. So by the time the rally hits, we're all my crew, we're burnt. Yeah. You know? And uh so but but yeah, I mean that so a lot of it I think comes from me building bikes back in the day, having hot rods and I still have a no Camaro I had from the time I was twenty two years old that I've never sold and just ranching on race cars and just kinda getting that and then finally putting my together for the full throttle and what i want my wanted this this bar to be is just i wanted to be different than anybody else or any other place you ever walk into no matter what country you're coming from because this this event pulls people from all over the world and when they get this door one of the greatest feelings i got is when i'm just standing off in the corner and i watch people's face when they walk through that door and i see it just they're yep. just eyes big their mouth drops open and you know, there's it, that to me. That's the best satisfaction I could get. You know, I think immediately. I, I think it's obvious when you walk through the door there that the history of it comes from people that have the backing, like you're saying. You know, the passion from being kids and stuff like that. Because it's like everything that you want when you walk through the door. If you look and pay attention, you're gonna find it somewhere. I no love I love asked. seeing the guys that are that explaining yeah. what what things are made from and what that was and yep. what this you yeah. know what that used to be. Yeah. Right. You know, I got guys here that are in their seventies and are like, I spent my whole life running this machine, and they can yeah. tell you every yeah. every day about that machine and and what it does and how it works and you know and he you know, I'll tell you the one thing about it. You could crank up every one of these machines tomorrow yeah. <laughs> if we had to start building stuff again, you know? So, so Steve, 
if if we can for a minute come to you and talk about the the history of this show because that just hit me when you said that 16 16 years now 16 tell 16. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about where the where the beginning of this show like where where it came from how we're at this point well we started the show of course uh a long time back you know 16 years ago and uh it's just not a bike show okay that's that's the whole key about this thing it's not a bike show everybody goes it's a bike show i goes yeah okay it's a bike show it's i think it's actually a a, a social network meeting place you know that's the way i want it to be i want it to be a fun place i want people to come uh and 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 have time to talk with people that are there uh that are people of their own liking you know the 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 network that goes on there, you know, the people that all the people that come to this show uh, are all people that have the same thing in common. And I don't care if you're riding a dresser. I don't care if you're riding a chopper. I don't care if you're riding a BSA, a Honda or whatever you're riding. You're coming there because we're still playing motorcycles. Okay. And we all have a passion for what we do. Okay. And this show that we come in with, there's no winner, which is the greatest thing about this show. There's no winner. There's no categories. There's no, uh, I took first place, so you get this prize. You get a prize whether you get a plaque or you don't get a plaque. It doesn't matter. We do this show a whole different, uh, and, and we've been trying to, and I'll tell you right now, people have tried to duplicate this show and have never been able to duplicate it because we ask probably 15 or 20 of our closest friends and, and, and people like Burt Baker, uh, Bill Dodge, Jeff Cochran, Darren McKay. I mean, I can sit here and name them all. I've got a whole list of them right here that we could name everybody in this list that's here that are going to be there to pick a motorcycle of their choice. And of course, Jesse and Michael will come out and pick one that they like. And we give them a plaque and, and your bike was chosen by. And make sure that's you change my name, Chris's name to my name for this year. I, I will name. do that. I will do that for you, Heather. <laughs> Okay, your bike was chosen Don't by Heather Gallon. Don't encourage her. Don't her. Why not? You know, Feed and, I, and I, expect, I expect maybe maybe they'll get like like with with Bill. Bill will pick a bike and and it'll be in a BC motor. Randy Randy from uh, Cycle Showcase. You'll pick a bike for Cycle Showcase, and uh, Bert's going to pick something and he'll give somebody a trophy that he likes the best. And so it just goes it goes on and on. Uh, the whole point of it is this year we're going to be giving away. A lot of stuff. We've got two Springer front ends. We've got jackets from uh, two Springer front ends from Mid USA, along with a, a bunch of other stuff that they're providing for us, like they did last year. Last year we gave away a frame. That was great. You know, you can try to see the guy looking at it, going, "Okay, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> How am I going to get that home on my motorcycle?" So I take it with me, and later on they come and pick it up. You know, what I mean, yeah. so Springer front ends. Uh, jackets helmets swag uh we got companies that are out there i've got a list of companies that i could just name off that are are product wise you know just keep your eyes open uh we'll be pushing this product uh real heavily here shortly and, and what and what day what day do we we're on monday we're on monday the ninth. just make sure we get that there yeah let's get that in there the full throttle the eighth, i'm sorry monday the eighth Got yeah, him, you want yeah. to be out there on Monday the eighth. That's right. Yeah, there we go. My I'm, ninth was last year. You know, I'm still, I'm still on, I'm still <laughs> on last year, Michael. So, yeah, you know, it's probably the longest running bike show in in Sturgis of oh, sixteen years straight. It is. I mean, that, that's a that's a longevity right there, and and it's a given now. I mean, we've always had it on that Monday, and and uh, 
and I think people know they just plan it. It's 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 a destination on that Monday for for to, to what Steve's talking about and 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 all the great builders are out here and it's just great everybody's standing around drinking beer looking at everybody's new builds and talking and it is a great social event that's what it's about when they come out when they come out there the the best part about this they come out of course we're going to give them the vent shirt for free you sign up you register it's for nothing the show is free that's what this big thing is free like the second best letter f words you know that's the whole point of that so (laughs) so but we have you know uh just a whole lot of sponsors that are that have that have stepped up to the plate: Baker, Bling, uh, Toast, Shop, uh, Drag Specialties, Mid USA, Top Coat, which comes out to see you guys too all the time, uh, and and they've been out with us for for years now. And what we do is we give you a ticket, a number for your motorcycle when you register your bike, and you keep your little ticket with you, and we'll draw tickets out just like you're at a at a rally or just like at a, uh, a little event that, you know, we roll it out in the drum and we get somebody up there and they pull a ticket and guess what? You won a prize. You could win front end. You could win a jacket, a helmet, a frame, who knows, you know, but thousands of dollars worth of stuff will be given away that day. And I know that if you can't catch, you can't go home without a t-shirt. I'm telling you right now, because we give away more swag than anybody I've ever seen in my so, entire life. Yeah. That's, that's one of the coolest things too, because you'll be, you know, there uh, I've had the honor of picking a bike there for Steve, which is fantastic. And like you'll be standing there BSing away. I, if I can remember, it was me roadside and Bill Dodge, and you come up with this huge box and just said, "Here, give this away." Right. And do for like twenty minutes. We're throwing shirts and we're throwing <laughs> crap out to people, and that's I've said it many times. Willie's Tropical Tattoo, an old school chopper show, probably the two best shows. Uh, you know, and Good from time. you talk about from one extreme of the country to the other, definitely two shows you should not miss if you, you know, if you travel the event circuit. Yeah, they're great. And one, you know, one of the things this year too, uh, we got another show that we're getting that we got. We finally locked in, and that's going on Wednesday. <clears throat> is uh, we we got the Mama Tried Bike Show at the Throttle this year. It's the first annual. The guys from Mama Tried with Warren and Scott and all the and Jeremy Nims are co- they're coming this year to the throttle and we're going to be having the mama tried bike show on Wednesday. Uh, so we're expecting a big turnout for that one. Also, it's going to be a really cool, really cool day that day. And, uh, we're excited to have them guys on board and we have a mama tried pool party. We're doing up at the Pappy Hoyle campground with them an event we're doing. And, uh, so we're excited that, to have, we're going to have a little bit. That's of on the first, Go ahead. That's the first Sunday. Yeah. The first Sunday on the, the pool on the party. So we got we got several things happening with them throughout the week, and we're going to be doing some of the the fun uh, little flat track racing around the, around the bar here, and, and on some mini bikes and raising some hail. So it should be some fun times. And, and we and we've got the Mamas Tried. We were dedicating an area to the Mamas Tried. Uh, uh, all of the the fans of Mamas Tried. We got a special area for you to camp uh, the, at the Sturgis County line. Uh, area at the uh, at the Pappy Hoyle campground. So if you're a fan of the Mama's Tribe and you want to stay, you can go to the Pappy Hoyle campground and, or, or show up out there and get ready to go because we, we've got a special area dedicated to the Mama's Tribe guys. So that'll be We cool. had a dedicated special area for the out-of-controlness that might happen at that side of the campground. How come you never gave me one of them out-of-control campground sites there? You know, <laughs> I know, I know for sure that on Monday, August 8th, 
I will be at the Old School Chopper Show, and I might actually bring Chris. Well, no, wait a minute. I have a compromise. Oh, boy. Hear me oh. out. That would be a so, catch. it's August 8th. It's at Full Throttle Saloon, which is at the base of Bear Butte, which is our anniversary. August 8th is our anniversary. So, uh, if we uh -oh. go to the Chopper Show together, we can visit the base of Bear Butte where we got married, and it's a win-win. We should, we should renew your vows that day. Yeah, I think we're going to do that on year 10. We have three more years. I think that's what we'd like to do for our time. Well, we'll do it on year 10. Yep. You, 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 have, you got you got to ask yourself if we'll ever grow out of this shit. I mean, you just got to. No, it'll no. never happen. No, we're <laughs> lifers. That's it. When we're dead, Heather, maybe that's they, about they it. Is, they say when a man's a teenager, he looks at another fella's bicycle and he goes, damn, I'd like to have that bicycle. That's a badass bicycle. And then when he gets on up into getting about 16 or so, he looks at another man's car and says, damn, I wish I had that car. That's a badass car. And then he gets on up into his 30s and 40s, and he looks at another man's wife. He goes, damn, I'd like to hit that. Look at that. Car. He goes, and they, then when he gets up to be about our age, he's looking going, how does that guy get that grass so green? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, oh, yeah. so that's for sure. Well, I yeah. can't think. Get that grass so green. Yeah, it's I awesome. I can't think the well, three I think of you enough. You're right. <laughs> Go ahead. What's I'm that? sorry. I said Heather's right. I mean, there it is. She just got her shoe in. It yes. looks like both are coming to the chopper yep. show. Well, I think so. Remember, we'll be there Monday, August 8th. That'll be it. You're going to have to come over wants. there. Both of you will have to come over there. Now, I can't marry you, but I think that I can get Jesse up there to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're man. Gonna, we're going to make this year count, and uh, it, it's always good. It's always good to be invited to be on this show, and I, I appreciate you guys uh, reaching out and, and, and extending the invitation to to share with everyone that we're excited about another great year on the full throttle saloon, Pappy Hall campground. And, uh, it, it just, every year is bigger and better. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's a lot that we do to try to make it bigger and better, but what really makes it bigger and better is the, is, is the folks just keep on coming and they yes, spread sir. the word and they, they tell their friends and there's just so many people that are migrating and moving out there and staying with us. And again, I like to flatter ourselves. Michael likes to think it's because all the seventh wonder of the world attractions he's building. And I like to think it's because Jackal's going to put on the best damn concert you ever seen. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But I really think it's because we got the best breakfast in Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> Something so simple. Hey, and the best bike show on Monday. Right. You, yeah. you, you can't discount. You can't discount good breakfast. No, no not no. at all. You can't. But anyway, I can't thank the three of you enough for taking time out of your super busy schedules to come in. That's always we a blast. love having you on. Yep. You guys sure always have a platform here with us. Yes, like, sir. Anytime you want it, we'll give you a place to talk. Yeah, so make sure you hit them up on uh, on social media. Obviously, the the full complement of, of all the sites, you can check them out at fullthrottlesaloon.com. Um, head over to Instagram, make sure you're following them so you get all the updates. And one more time, fellas, thank you so much for, for coming on with us tonight. We'll see you in South Dakota. Yeah, always a pleasure. Check out Jackal's thing. We'll get all up in it now, or I'm going to tell your mama on you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Good night. Guys, good night. All right, hey, man, you're watching Shop Talk. We're rolling on here with a great show tonight on Sundays. Thanks to the folks over at Dennis Kirk Motorcycles. We're going to take a real quick look at a feature bike. When we come back on the other side, we're going to get into the uh, news on the Magnuson Moss Act. Stick around. 
Out of Focus is brought to you by Garage Build. Submit your build, share your passion. Powered by Dennis Kirk. Uh, my name is Ron Zook. I'm from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, it's a 1950 Triumph, uh, originally called the Thunderbird, and it's reverse head, um, and I dirt drag race it. I built it about six years ago, and uh, it's the first bike I showed, and now I, it seems to want to show, get shown. <laughs> and so I go to a lot of shows now with the bike. What was it like when you first got it? Oh, when I first got it, I bought a frame and a, and a title and the engine plates. And then I saved parts up for maybe eight years buying them at swap meets. And then when I retired in 2012, 2013, I took a one winter and I built it. It took me about six months to do it. I was a tool maker. So it kind of helped out because it's, uh, the cams are, are have to be completely retimed, and if you're not comfortable with the dial indicators and degree wheels, you'll get lost. You know. So, and I didn't know it was gonna. Other people have done them, the reverse heads. I never saw one, so I knew it could be done. So I gave it a shot. If it didn't work out. I put it back where it was supposed to be. This was built in a like a one-car garage and a, a rec room, attached rec room. So I have a, a lift in my garage, and that's about it. Actually, after I retired, all I kept was my nine-inch lathe, and it has. I have a couple people, friends that have a bridge for milling machines, so I don't need machinery anyway. So even though I made a lot of parts on this, it was a lot of lathe parts that I could do. They've been started the last couple years up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I think the next one is May 21st, uh, 19th and 20th, something like that. You have to look it up. And it's just vintage uh, bikes, vintage cars. And you race somebody for maybe 300 feet, 400 feet. And it's an old racetrack, an old cinder racetrack the straightaway of it. So yeah, you race down the straightaway this old racetrack and it's more for fun than, you know, they put the tries with the Triumphs and the Sportsters with the Sportsters and everybody just has a good time for two days. So, uh, and the cars are really cool, the old, old Model A's and Model T's. And you wouldn't think that they'd want to power shift them old cars, but they do, so it's pretty cool. The frame was stretched uh, six inches in the back. That's how I bought it. And it just lends itself to some different, I don't know. It's, I knew I couldn't go back to stock. So then I started building the, as, a, as a custom for myself. And it became kind of like, almost like an art project after a while. Everything had to be just right for me. And I redid things several times to get it to this stage, you know. So, reverse motor, reverse head motor, extended frame, 
This is a seat that I helped make to keep my ass planted on the seat and it uh, came out real nice. It's probably 90% uh, used parts in the bike. Tank is off an English motocross bike, a Tyran, obscure brand. I have the bike and it just, it just fit with the whole theme, you know. I like bikes when I see bikes that are built where you can look through them. There's, there's not a lot to the bike. From my drag race for years, bikes, and that, that's the way all your bikes work. Nothing to them, you know. Just enough to get down the end of the track almost. Uh, my name is Ron Zook from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania and I'm a Dennis Kirk Garage Builder. here bling cycles just want to remind you if you're going to sturgis please don't miss the chopper show it's one of the best chopper shows ever we give away all kinds of free stuff most of the time i pick a bike for my bc moto right from the lineup Be safe out there. Thanks. Whether riding takes you from A to B or just lets you escape, there's a flow to the road you share. So go with it. Eyes open and always have the Law Tigers by your side. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, visit us at lawtigers.com. Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Okay, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. I'm your host, Chris Callen. We are going into the wee hours with Shop Talk tonight. Um, incredible weekend here, but so much to get through. And one of those things, we don't have, strangely enough, the, the newswire was dead for motorcycles this week. 
But the one thing that everyone is talking about, we, we actually brought this up, this news release from Dealer News, just for the purpose of this conversation. Uh, FTC takes action against Harley-Davidson. Federal Trade Commission has taken action against Harley-Davidson Motor, Motor Company Group, LLC, for illegally restricting customers' right to repair their purchased products. The FTC's complaint charges the motor company's warranties include terms that convey the warranty is void if the customers use independent dealers for parts or repairs the ftc is ordering harley davidson to fix warranties by removing illegal terms and recognize the right to repair and ensure that dealers compete fairly with independent third parties now we're going to put that link up so that you guys can can get into it a, a little more thoroughly but what this is all based on is the um, magnuson moss act and let me let me make sure that i'm actually saying that right and there's good reference on wikipedia for that and this was a statue that was put down to make sure that, you know, obviously you can sell everything that you want to as is with absolutely no warranty. But if you're going to sell something with a warranty to protect the consumers, this act came through that, you know, is going to hold the, the person that's offering the warranties feet to the fires. Um, I've asked Poppy to stay on. So Steve Burroughs, we've asked to stay with us. But the person that brought this up to us for tonight for uh, for the for the conversation was Jason Holman from Cycle Stop USA. And we're actually going to bring both of these gentlemen in because what they do day in and day out is and has been affected by this forever. So we want to make sure that they they give us the insight to pass along to you. How are you guys doing tonight? Very well, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Poppy. Hey, what's happening, Jason? How are you, Eddie? I'm very well. I have to admit to everybody, I have vacation brain. I'm getting ready to fly to England in a day and a half, and I'm. I'm but you this is too out. important. <laughs> to not do talk. you have? Do you? Do you have? Do you have your English voice on yet? Did you have your Mate. down bag? Not yet, but I'm. I can't wait for a good English, proper English breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a, it's a toast. <laughs> So, Jason, bring us bring us up to speed from from an an aftermarket shop. You know, I mean, for you guys, day in day out, both of you are are fixing repairing motorcycles, and this is something that's you're you're constantly bouncing up against the the barriers of this all the time with Harley Davidson's warranty and not wanting to void people's warranty, and the fact that the Magnus and Moss Act has been there for so long, it it should have been something that was keeping this from being such a difficult transaction between an aftermarket shop and a consumer with a Harley Davidson product. Yeah. So, um, you know, early in my career, uh, in, and Steve can attest to this, like you, you choose a, a hill you, that you're willing to die on. Right. And Steve, Steve was an ardent supporter of independent shops from, from an industry standpoint. Like I remember when I got into the business, uh, I actually went to Steve's shop and, Basically, didn't I? I kind of wanted his blessing. I didn't need permission or want you know that way. But but Steve can test it. I came in and I said, "This is what we're going to do. This is what I want to do." And Steve said, "As long as you do it under the under the you know the constructs of of actually having a real business, then I have no problem with that, and I will help you all the way." And he has, and that, that was almost twenty years ago. And so the hill that I that I picked to die on, and I've written. Um, I've been on the staff of uh, Cycle Source now for a year and a half, two years. Uh, we did Torque for a year. I, I wrote for the horse for seven years, and I wrote for Chopper Build before that. And then there's been some little contributions here and there. I've always championed um, the verbiage that's in this law. And, and I've actually, over the course of my career, I've had four or five customers that their warranties have been invalidated by the motor company. And I print the print the law out, highlight the the part of the law that 
is is in invalidating their warranty and and they've all had them reinstated. And what I mean by that is, you know, you go to a shop like Steve's or you go to a shop like mine and we put a cam in and then your your radio stops working or your blinker stop working. Harley Davidson um actually went to great lengths to invalidate someone's warranty because they didn't use their oil or didn't use their parts. And so this was as an independent shop owner, this was the hill that, that I decided I was willing to die on and I I've written articles for, for I've mentioned them in magazine in, in articles for uh, Psychosource. I've mentioned it in the horse. I've mentioned it in Chopper Build back when that magazine was, was produced as well. That this was an unfair practice. And there's several different pieces inside this law. And this law was put into place in nineteen seventy five, like you said, Chris, and it was basically because John Deere tractors was saying you had to use our belts, you had to use our filters, you had to use our aftermarket parts. And so Guys like Steve and I have fought this and fought this and fought this to to an end that we didn't think was ever going to see this. And I have to tell you, and I don't know, Steve, if you agree with this, this is, in my career, the single biggest thing that's ever happened from the standpoint of being a shop owner. And it's the single biggest thing that's ever happened for uh, – in it, an economy that's built around, in our industry anyway, that's built around people being able to work on their own motorcycles and choose the parts that they want to put on there. I think this is the biggest thing that's ever happened that that, that this this came about. And, and this, this is really this is really big, Jason. Um, I remember back when you came over to my shop, and actually you came to me with a problem that you had with a customer that didn't that you worked on his bike mm -hmm. very early in your career, and uh, he was having a warranty problem. And you called me about it and you said, listen, Harley Davidson's not going to let, I'm going to say the word, Harley Davidson's not going to let them have his warranty that it, they say that I voided his warranty. And I pointed that out to you. I said, the Magnuson Moss Act at that time was 1975, but re, re, and I think they revitalized it or reestablished it differently in 1982, but I can't remember that totally. The, the dates slipped my mind, but 75, I know was the beginning of the Magnuson Moss Act. And I, I gave that to you uh, back then. And I said, you need to read this. Right. And um, where you found that, believe this or not, was on the backside of a K&N filter box. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And, and, and I also remember, you know, having to reword the because it, it would say insert manufacturer here. And so yep. we reworded that and put that on our website so that people, you know, people knew that you, you had to be educated. And once you were educated, then they would back down. And so now. Here's the cool part about this, Steve, is that I don't know if you had a chance to read all this, but there's there's basically four key components to this ruling that came down. And the Federal Trade Commission has been around since like 1911, 1911, and it was put into place because of the monopolizing of uh, certain industries in the late 1800s. Uh, I believe it was the utility companies and some of the steel companies and the banks and that. But so the the specific thing that happens here is when they invalidate the warranty using what is arguably higher quality than OEM or at least meets OEM quality there's four major components and one of them is the restriction of consumer choices so no longer can Harley um, invalidate a warranty if a, if a consumer so chooses to go to Stevenson cycle or go to cycle stop USA and use uh, for instance s and replacement lifters right yeah, or Andrews or anybody yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then so there's also the provision in there for it's costing consumers more money because 
by telling somebody that their warranty is going to be invalid if they choose a third party or repair service, um, that it's potentially more expensive going through the manufacturer, which is incorrect. And I will tell you, when I bought my first brand new motorcycle, I remember two things they told me. I had to bring the motorcycle back at a thousand miles or I would lose my warranty and I couldn't use mobile gas. Those are two things that I was told when I bought my Harley Davidson motorcycle. And, you know, I, I wasn't as proficient with the internet back then. I didn't know all the things that I know now, but those two things stuck with me. And then you go back and you, and you have your thousand mile done at the dealer, which I'm not trying to besmirch a dealer. What I'm trying to say is it's the process that they've gone through in, in the indoctrination that they've created to where, you know, I've been pushing this for a very long time, like 15, 16 years, trying to get this in as many people's ears as I, as I can. And to have this finally, I feel like this is a big win, you know, for, yes, for it is like a very us. big win, very big win here, you know, and, you have an F license just like I do. Yep. Okay. And that's the whole key to that. Okay. Is you, you have your warranty done by anybody that's, that has a licensed motorcycle mechanic. Right. Okay? Just as you are, just as your shop was when you were up by me. And yep. I made that, you know, when, when we sat down, we talked, I said, this is what you need to do. Legitimize yourself. Make sure that you have all the things in a row. Make sure you have all your licenses. Make sure all of that works for you because this is going to be an important key in life uh, as you grow grow bigger and, and and you know expand where you're going. This has proven to be true. And what we found out here today is that, or this week, is that finally the Federal Trade Commission uh, has come up, come along and has finally recognized us. Okay. Yep. That, that the conglomerate or the big box store or the monopoly can no longer put a stop to a guy that wants to use our services. You know okay? what, man? I got I got to butt in for a second because before we before we pat the FTC on the ass at all for this, we want, we want to remind people that this is forty five years after they laid down this statute to begin with. Exactly. It is. 45, it's more than that, actually. Yeah. 45 I mean, years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I'm not patting them on the ass. It, I'm saying that they needed to come with this a long, long time no, ago. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, this This is based on, this is based on not even, and, and they say it here in the document, too. I also put the link up for, for um, the press release from FTC. But they say it in the document that this is as much about protecting the independent dealers and a healthy aftermarket, a healthy competition in the aftermarket, as much as it is about protecting the consumers. That's got to be verbiage that both of you find refreshing. Yeah, it, it is. And that was one of the things that I wanted to say is that and I'm glad that, Steve, that you asked Steve to stand because I was going to text him and ask him if he'd stand because I wanted to get hit. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't uh, that I wasn't celebrating too early or overreaching but this is the kind of thing you know that that steve and i have have worked on um independently and codependently with each other trying to keep a, a network of independent dealers so we at least share information uh and, and important things that when when there's something to be shared and there is a need for a level playing field there is a need for competition i've written so many things about that, and this is going to hold their feet to the fire with a cash, um, a, a cash fine, and they're also they have created verbiage at the Federal Trade Commission level where they have to rewrite their warranty. They have to uh, come clean with consumers and let them know that that 
they can't even use the verbiage anymore at their parts counter that their parts are superior. Like that's written in, in this. Yeah. And these are civil penalties of over $46,000 per occurrence. Yeah, and, right here. And, yeah. And so, you know, to me, this is, you know, there've been, there've been things that have happened and you're right, Chris, for this to, to go to law in 75 and, and I don't know who fought again. I, I, I don't know how many people complained. I just think the consumers were uneducated and, um, you know, and I believe that that company capitalized on that and marginalized uh, the, the information. And it's, that's just shows you how long it has taken to get this information Mm -hmm. out. And one of the great things that they did, and I would encourage everybody to, if you scroll down to the bottom of that page, they have left a 30 day window, Chris, up to July 22nd, they want to hear from consumers. They want to hear from independent shops. They want to know about these things. And there is a line, there's an email and there's a, a phone number that they want you to to call. And I think they're pretty serious looking, about this. I'm looking. It's right there. So the contact yep. for consumers is right there. And if you look, um, there is, uh, it says the commission to uh, vote to issue the administrative complaints and accept the consent agreement was five five to zero, which means it was unanimous that there's a commission there that, that looks at this and make sure that it's correct. And then continuing through July 22nd, 22, the commission will decide whether to make the proposed consent order final, right? So we're kind of in this gestation period where we need people. Listen, if you're an independent shop owner, I put this on my social media this week. If you're an independent shop owner, if you are a consumer that has a relationship, like some of I, like I have with some of my customers and Steve has with some of his customers. I mean, Steve's, Steve's been in, been doing this since 1969. Stevenson cycle, it became kind of the, the, the juggernaut that it is today in, in 1993. This is a long period of time that Steve has worked with consumers, worked with vendors, worked with other shop owners like myself to mentor us, to make sure that we were working above board and Steve was very good about if you weren't working above board, helping you once or twice. And if you're not going to get there, then then you went away. And I don't mean I, this is the kind of thing that this Federal Trade Commission legitimizes our aftermarket. And it's such a huge thing. So manufacturers, independent shops, distributors, media outlets like Source Media need to we need to get involved in this and make this actually happen we need to we need to seal the deal we need to lick the envelope make sure there's a stamp on the envelope do our part hey one second real quick man i want to bust in with some news coming out of born free nancy weems we won best competition at born free right on man congratulations from from all of us absolutely yeah that's fantastic yes sir Yes, sir. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, so the the point being, the point being is that it's just not we we're busting Harley Davidson's chops, but they're they're the ones they're the big boys on the block. Yeah. Okay. But this takes into consideration every motorcycle manufacturer out there, not just Harley Davidson. Yeah. This does Kawasaki, Honda, Suzuki, everybody. They can't hold the 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 consumer liable to bring their bike to them. Well, okay. and you know what, man, I would, is voided. I would, I would argue this, this goes at the foundation of the American dream. I mean, I'm sorry. I come from a long line of mom and pop shop oh, yeah. and store operators. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And like, it's hard enough being the little guy. It really is. No matter what industry you're right. talking about, whether it's motorcycles, refrigerators, or whatever the hell it is that you're doing, 
You know, like there, this, this is the point why there's regulatory commissions involved in our government to begin with. Yeah. It's a shame that we need something like this to make this happen, Chris, but we, we've been vilified and you had a shop, you had an independent shop for a while yourself in the early days of, of, of cycle source. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about? Like, we're vilified by the factory. They don't sell us parts at Jabra. I still have the, the letter that was sent to me by Harley Davidson, the dealer. How long ago was that, Jason? That was in 14 that I got that letter that they would no longer sell me anything. You know, and, and Chris, you know, because you, of, our, of my background with you and Steve, you've known me for over half my life. I was in the car business for a long time at the dealerships. We he sold parts to every other store around and it kept move, money moving around. It kept parts moving around. We used each other as resources. And I just, I think it's folly that Harley Davidson doesn't see the brilliance of opportunity and the brilliance of building consumer goodwill because we could be a consumer too at this, at the shop level. You know, I think something that sort of bothers me a bit here also is that, that uh, you said it was 45 years. Yeah. It took them 45 years to come to this conclusion. It oh, took them 45 years to come to and, the... And, and like Jason the, said, it was cumulative. Right. You know what I mean? Like, really, really, what would you say, Jason? In the last 10 years, this has really started to heat up to where, you know, you hear all kind of stuff about ghost um, flag and VIN numbers. And, yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. So, the, with, the techno- with, the, you know, with the technology, basically, Chris and... and, and and Steve, you can attest to this too. Once the once the digital technician, once the scanalyzer was no longer the tool of choice at the dealership level, the new di- the new digital technician, the thing that you know that Steve and I both had as independent shop owners is you would know somebody at a Harley dealer, so you'd be able to get a scanalyzer tool, which allowed you to go in and and actually do your job at at a professional level on fuel injected bikes and, and the reason why i'm bringing this up follow the arc of this that was a handheld tool that steve has one i had one you know we don't use them anymore really but that was the tool of the day and you could get one if you knew somebody well when the scanalyzer went away and um the new digital technician was ushered in now that every time that the dealership opens that gets that's like live right so it's this there's no way for for a shop like myself or a shop like Steve to be able to be on a level playing field. And and that's part of this FTC thing. That's not, if you read between the lines, a fair equitable chance to be competitive in a marketplace is going to require us to have the accessibility to tools like this. You know, if you have a, a car shop, and uh, next door to your motorcycle shop, and they've got an AC Delco sign out in front of it. Mark, you know this too. Yeah. If they've got a you know Ford sign out in front of it, you're not going to get a cease and desist from Ford Motor Company or right. GM. You're essentially Promoting. helping their clientele, Promoting right? Them. Yeah, yeah. And so I've gotten a cease and desist from Harley Davidson and threatening phone calls from from dealer principals, and it's it's weird because something else, you know the name Harley Davidson is part of the public domain. They can't. You know, the word soft tail, they own that. But the words Harley Davidson, you can put a sign out in front of your shop that says we repair Harley Davidson motorcycles. When you put a bar and shield on it anywhere, then, then you know, you cross a line. But, you know, there's there's Steve and I have had to work tirelessly to move around this and to, to explain to customers, look, you can bring your bike to us. We're going to give you more options, probably better options. I guarantee you, I think better options and what the dealer's going to offer you better oils, better, better clutch system, you know, all of that stuff. And so at the very least, 
they've had to they they they're going to have to play ball on a level playing field at some degree and, and i just need all of us to get this information out to to the consumer we're, because we're, we're it's rocking up, we're rocking up against we're rocking up against screaming eagle parts is what they're pushing out to us yeah okay, their their big performance level is screaming eagle now to back up just for a minute uh, you talk about a digital technician. There are products out there, Jason, that you can you can get. And we that have them. You, that will allow you to do what a digital technician does. Yeah. So what Chris was saying, though, is that this is in the last, there's a proliferation of this yeah. seemed to be ramped up in the last 10 years. And, yeah. and what I'm saying is once the once the handheld went away and the dealership had a closed, basically what I would call a closed loop system that only talked to other dealers and yeah. the factory. Well, then you started getting you started getting these these shadow flags at, at the dealership where you take your bike to a, as a visiting owner somewhere. And if you didn't have stock stuff on it, they would flag your bike. And then right. you get home and find out that you had an invalidated warranty. That was or, actually or worse. Yet. Well, flagging warrant. Or worse yeah, yet, you f- didn't find out until you had a, had a claim. claim. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 That, that's, that's dirty. And they were, they were, I, I don't want to name the name, but I would, I would tell you exactly who it was, where it was and how it happened. But at a Harley dealer here, a guy that ended up leaving Harley and going to be a Western power sports, um, rep was selling parts at the counter there was a factory rep in there this is in 2014 when i had the store in tampa and he called me to tell me that he couldn't believe what he just saw the factory rep was there at the parts counter guy bought a motorcycle from the sales department you know they do the walk around introduce you to somebody in parts introduce you to somebody in service the guy bought a four of the what they call a stage four i guess and the factory rep said that we're going to invalidate your warranty told the guy that while he was still in the dealership before he'd even taken delivery. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of stuff happened. Hey, and I'll happen. tell you what, let's, let's talk about this for one second, just to step out of the motorcycle industry as an example of where this can go. And, and I'm going to firsthand experience this for you and go to Mercedes as right. an example. If, if something goes wrong with your emission system on a Mercedes Sprinter, it goes into a countdown mode and you have nine starts to get to a Mercedes dealer where Mercedes will hook their computer up that talks to Germany. And other than that, and I'm not even talking about a Mercedes dealer. You have to go to a Mercedes Sprinter mechanic. And if you don't, that truck will shut down and you'll have that shit towed. So like Germans, and 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 I mean that's that's monopolizing is what it's, it's doing. It's it worse than monopolizing, man. Strong it's pun- arming it's you, punishing the consumer. Yeah, it's strong arming yep. you into going back to the, you know, it's taken away from the little guy. And like Chris said, I come from a family. My parents were both self-employed their whole lives, and it's you know taking advantage of the little guy is what it's doing. It's a shame. Well, just it's a shame it took them forty-five. Yeah, right. It's a shame it took the government or whomever, 45 years to come to a decision to start putting it to a stop. That's even the sadder part. These are the people that are supposed I, to be I, working I for you. I don't think it's the government that, that, that took 45 years to, to come to this. I think it's the public. Yeah, this is a byproduct of enough. I think this is a byproduct of two things. One, trying to put a Harley Davidson in every garage. And two, people having enough of it. Greed. You know, yeah. greed and There's yeah. the attrition of the dealerships. Mm-hmm. So now there's not a dealer. The dealer... If you bought a bike two years ago, there is a more than reasonable chance that the dealer that you bought it from, depending on what area you live in, the dealership doesn't exist anymore. There's shortages of parts. So the shortages of parts are creating a need for aftermarket components. And we're putting the aftermarket components on. We're doing a good job. I run a good tight ship here. Steve runs a good tight ship in Wayne. And and the customer, the consumer is being 
penalized for that. So now they're actually calling in in lobbying well, a complaint because they're being inconvenienced. And so it's drawing a light to it because no one ever listened to me or listened to Steve. We listen to each other, but the consumers don't. They think we're trying to sell them something. Yeah, and they're the ones that should be paying attention. Well, they they listen right after they told they don't have a warranty. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and here's, uh, here, here's another thing. Professional Monkey brings us up. You know, there are a lot of manufacturers that have that tune up a turbo on a, a diesel Super Duty Ford and see what happens. And here's what happens, right. man. They do this under the guise of uh, emission control. You know what I mean? Because these companies have gotten their balls busted so hard by the federal government over, over, emission over emissions violations. And I get that. But that's their responsibility. That's what, what, they, what they say. That's, that's what you pay to play the game. Right. You know? Yeah. Don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. Right. Right. But uh, here, Rob, Rob Nussbaum, I want to put this to both of you guys. Um, Rob, Rob said, yeah, we'll see if, if they actually enforce it. 45 years to address it. Will it actually get enforced? I think that's what both of you guys are saying is like this is, this is a call to action, not yeah. just for consumers, yeah. but for, for aftermarket for sure. part shops, too, or, and repair shops. Yeah, we need to, at the very least, send an email. There's an email in that link. And if just send an email, say, hey, you know, this is this is uh, please pass this or whatever. I mean, how I will tell you that, you know, for that's what as constituents to a government agency and we are constituents in this country. These are the types of extra uh, of rights that we need to exercise, you know, and and get get involved because it does affect you. And if you and, and if it doesn't affect you now, it will down the road. And yeah. if this window close, we don't want this window to close. We need for this. We need for this to go through and see this to fruition. And not even for your business. I mean, in all reality, like you're saying, it's sure it's going to help your business. But you're talking about the warranties. You're spending thirty five, forty thousand dollars here. It's not like you're dropping twenty bucks and, you know, oh, it, it broke, throw it in the garbage. And the rule, the rule is the same across all manufacturers. If right. you buy, you know, Hoover got in trouble for this too. I believe it was Hoover or one of the vacuum companies that you had to use Hoover or their, their belts. bags and belts. And the, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, it, it's ridiculous. Well, and Eve, I should, I should mention too, in all fairness in this, in this um, particular claim, this is Harley Davidson and Westinghouse, Westinghouse at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Well, yeah, good stuff. We'll definitely uh, we'll, we're going to put the uh, official press release from FTC up on CycleSource News Blog, CycleSource.com, so you guys can all check that out. Please pass it along to anyone that you know. Share, that, share, share, yeah, share, share this information. Make sure that you're that you're uh, applying this call to action, and and make sure that um, that this channel stays open. I appreciate Chris, both of you guys you coming for, on. for letting us be on here to talk about this. This is something that this is, you know, just like things that happen in in the media industry. This is something that Steve and I have worked tirelessly with with deaf ears from a lot of people. And for this to happen, this is a big win for everybody. This is a, every aftermarket company that makes a part, every aftermarket shop that installs it. And this is really good. Honestly, this is good for Harley Davidson. At the end of the day, this is it's it's it's, well, it's good for motorcycling. Yeah, like you know the what consumer. I mean. Like it, it may yeah. not be it may not be immediately good for Harley Davidson, but it's good for the motorcycle industry. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, look at the consumer. I mean, one one thing, the shop. You know, you have your work. That consumer, that may be the only new bike he'll ever be able to afford to buy. Ever, ever, yeah, and ever. To cover his own well, ass. No, they, they used to. They used to allow that. You know, back. Yeah. Back early 2000s, I mean, even before that, even before 14, 
you could go, they would sell you parts at a discounted rate for your shop. Yep. Uh, you could install them and they still warrantied the, the, the person's bike. So yeah. a guy would bring you a bike for a, a 2,500 mile inspection and tune up and, and oil change. And you could do the oil change and change the filters and go on and so forth and, and service the bike and give all of his check marks off in his little book, sign your name to it. And that never voided his warranty. This only came around, like you were saying, Jason, around 14 when all of this stuff started to come to truth. This is where they started to try to slow the aftermarket shops down. Yep. And that's exactly what it was. They thought by doing what they were doing, they were going to actually slow us down enough to put a big crunch in our pocket is really what, what that was about. Yeah. And has it hurt? I think it hurt a lot. I think it hurt a lot of their... There are people going, you know, I'll never buy another bike like that again. Well, yeah, and listen, what I want to do with it. You pro know? Professional Monkey brings this up right now. This is exactly what I'm saying about how this will be good for the whole motorcycle industry. He's saying this is going to be interesting. I have viewers daily tell me they want the uh, <coughs> SNS 475 cam in their M8, but don't want to avoid their warranty. How many times have the two you heard the, the, the you're up against a wall? with a customer that wants to make a purchase, wants to do something different yep. with his motorcycle, but that warranty issue Being is keeping them from doing Every it. Every day, this is the daily occurrence, and I have to explain to all of them what the Magnuson Moss is. It's not going to void your warranty. It's going to void your cam warranty, but I'm going to stand behind the cam warranty. It, right. it, if your blinkers quit working, that's, you know, that that's, it does it. The two things are mutually exclusive. And, you know, I think this is, the, we just need to make sure we stay the course be mindful of it and share the hell out of this awareness awareness yep well gentlemen i th i thank you both for coming on with us and Right. And I think Heather's here somewhere. She'll thank you too. <laughs> you I took a little nap. It's all good. Yeah, it's I can awesome. see that. All right. Well, we'll keep everybody um abreast of this and Jason, please like as soon as you have more information too Feel free to get a hold of us again. Come back on and let's do an update on this and and Very anyone good. else that, that is out there that wants to wants to help build this database on this. We'll we'll keep passing this stuff along. Thank you. See All you right, guys fellas. in a few weeks in Sturgis. All right, buddy. I expect to see you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, this is Crystal Cycle Source. You're watching Shop Talk in the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We are way way over time, so I think I think for tonight. You know, seeing the weekend that we had and the yeah, I fell asleep twice. What, what are you doing? What do you? What are your hand signals? What's going on? Oh boy! Wrap it up! Oh man! You know this is my fun time with Mark, right? Hey, we spent way too much time <laughs> together this weekend. I don't even like you anymore. Right? You've seen him more this week than you have in like the last two months. All right, listen. Once one more time, congratulations to Jared Williams. Um, thank you everybody for being here with us. Uh, Happy birthday to Ed. Really appreciate everybody that came to the house this weekend. Thank you again to Mark for for running the uh, the run truck and keeping us all safe. And thank Brian for the burger. Bruce, Brooks Paxton, thank you. Thank you. All right, and thanks to Heather and Missy for, for doing all the work and the cooking and stuff and making this weekend great. Anybody guys, want any brisket or potato salad? Come on over. 118 Delmar. <laughs> the address is in the magazine. I'm just saying. <laughs> You guys do your best part to uh, to make the next weekend great. Go out in the garage today. Do something with your motorcycle. Get ready. If you need parts, get them quick from Dennis Kirk. That's all I'm saying about that. And uh, until next week when we come back at you, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia.
We did. <laughs> we actually made it through. We'd God like to thank our sponsors for their continued support, and we hope you pay them a visit when you're in the market for great motorcycle parts, products, and events. SNS Cycle, Macuni American, Baco Parts, The Broken Spoke Saloon, Twisted Tea, The Iron Horse Saloon, High Seas Rally, Twisted Choppers, Twin Power, Drag Specialties, Geico, Law Tigers, Tech Cycle, Fueling Parts, Lone Star Rally, Hijinx Apparel, Progressive Insurance, Spectral Oil, No School Choppers, Motion Pro Tools.